Ladies and gentlemen, fourth and trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we have got a week four recap for you today. It's going to be a great show. We got some things to talk about, some big performances to boast about, and some letdowns as we always have on our Tuesday episodes with you. It's going to be a fun time and Everyone take a deep breath. We all made it through Monday Night Football because, oh boy, was that just a – it felt like Thursday night. I'll just say that. There you go. Wes, how's it going? Oh, things are fine. You know, I had the best and worst of fantasy during the week. Some of my teams went off and others I didn't even get 90 points. Just kind of had the up and down. Things are fine. Airplane flying above me. Things are okay. <laughs> Just LA <laughs> stuff, you know, dude. I, you know, let me, tell me about your day. I'm going to close the window. Freaking yeah, that's cool, dude. Hey, I had a great, uh, I had a, you know, Wes, I had a great day. You know, it was a, uh, yeah. it, you know, here. Oh, oh, hmm. I, yeah, I had a great weekend. You know why? My team did awesome. I scored 157 points. I had A.J. Brown. I had Kyron Williams. I had Puka Nakua. I was freaking on cloud nine, dude. 157 points. And I lost. And I lost. Here's... I don't know how this always I'm sure it happens to many people. For the last year and four weeks now, this has been my life, Wes. I have an incredible team. Mm -hmm. And I lose. I lose. And I just, I, last season, I was the second highest scoring team in our league, Wes. I didn't make playoffs. I didn't make playoffs as the second highest scoring team in our league. We're through to week we're, we're through to week five now. We've just gotten through week four. I'm one in three, and I have the most points scored in our league this year. I'm one in three. You know why? Because Cole Komet. Cole Komet decides to go ahead and have a 27-point week. It, yeah, Cole Komet decides to do me in. And guess what? You know what else doesn't help me? I'm coming in Monday night. All right. I need 20 points. I need 20 points between Tyler Lockett and Darren Waller. Tyler Lockett pretty much does his job. He gets me He gets me half of that. Could have had more. It is what it is. You know who doesn't help me at all? Darren Waller. You know why? Because Daniel Jones shouldn't play football. That's why. I am fuming about this, dude. I don't know how this always happens to me. I don't know how the last year plus of fantasy football for me has just been this. It's just been this. of just, hey, Noah, you've got a great team. You're the third highest scoring team in the league this week. You're the number one scoring team in the league this year so far. You're one in three. You lose. Here, hold this L. You know why? Because you scored 160-plus points last week, and you just had a guy who scored 180 that you were playing against. Oh, yeah, and then you scored 158 points this week, and you just happened to be playing the guy who scored 162 points. Why does 
why do computers hate me? Like, what is going? Why is the random shuffleization of these schedules that they pan out this way? What is going on? Why does this happen this way? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm at wit's end right now. I'm like, I, my team is unbelievable, and I just, I'm, I'm one in three. I've scored the most points in the whole league, and I'm one in three. I just. <sighs> I don't understand. I don't I don't get what I did wrong to make the fantasy gods angry and for them to schedule my schedule this way to just yeah dude you're going to put up buku points here. And uh yeah. You know like there you go. There's you just um, It's been a weekend, dude. It's been a weekend. <laughs> got a great show for you we oh, got a great man. show for you guys today. we Where are emotionally it? charged <laughs> golly we're so pissed at daniel jones we're not even gonna talk about it because it's I not just, surprising uh, anymore but it's darren waller truthers what what a pile of burning tires the Giants' offense yeah. really sacked like eleven times. Anyway, yeah. let's get on. Listen, with this we we got a great Tuesday show for you guys show. today. It's gonna be a fun <laughs> time. I hope maybe someone and maybe that was relatable for somebody. Maybe someone knows that they're not alone out there. That that, that, this, that this happens to the best of us. We got a great show for you, though. Like we said, we're going to get hyped up and let down. Fluker for real. Got some waiver ads we're going to go over. And then a little bit of a Thursday night football preview because we got a barn burner on Thursday night. It's going to be a fun time. Before we jump into all of that, make sure you're following us on all our social medias below. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. Hey, comment. Let let us know if you also scored the most points in your league this week, except for you were playing the person who scored just a few points more than you. Let us know because you're not alone. Like I said, yeah, it's 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 the price we pay to play to play this fake football game. I just. Mm. We got a great show for you. Let's jump into the news, Wes. There's some things to talk about as we hit the first bye weeks of the season. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, first bye weeks. These teams are the Chargers, the Browns, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. Plan accordingly. Hope you have prepared for your starters to have the replacements ready. Okay. Quick jump back to Thursday night with the Lions at Packers at Lambeau Field. Matt LaFleur stated after the game that Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were both on a pitch count during that game. So those that may have started them in their return uh, and were disappointed like a lot of us were, there is a bit of an explanation. Hopefully in their next game, they'll be able to roll out with some better stats. Kyler Murray, the first time we're going to mention his name here in the regular season, was eligible to come off of the PUP list on Monday, yesterday, but he is still considered weeks away from being able to play, meaning that Josh Dobbs, who is balling out, is going to continue to be the starter for quite some time. Speaking of quarterbacks balling out, Justin Herbert, 
fractured his finger on his non-throwing hand, but because of the Chargers' bye week that we just mentioned, he may not have to miss any games at all. In fact, the team stated that he would have played anyway if they were going to have a game this week, so it feels like he's going to be just okay. He's going to have a splint, some kind of cast of some kind to help make sure everything's going to be okay for the number one quarterback in fantasy football right now. Speaking of quarterbacks, it appears that Kenny Pickett avoided the ACL tear, but it is determined to be a bone bruise, similar to what Travis Kelsey had in his knee as well. They don't yet know the extent of his absence, but it could be several games. They say it's not serious, but something to monitor because Mitch Trubisky would be the starter, and that may affect how some of these wide receivers and running back and the whole offense is for the next week or so. Javante Williams suffered a hip flexor injury, was ruled out for the rest of Sunday's game, but he may not actually miss any games at all. So those that saw what Jaleel McLaughlin did and they want to buy into that waiver wire ad, just know that Javante may still be there. But of course, if Williams is out, McLaughlin will still play. Samaji Pirine is still in that backfield. Pay attention to how that rolls out. Last two here, T. Higgins fractured his rib against the Titans on Sunday. Something to monitor during the week, especially with their one and three start to the season. They could just rest some starters, maybe not, with how Joe Burrow is going to continue to push through his injury as well. There's no timeline on how serious it is, but he said he's going to try to get through and play Consider him questionable for the whole week. Last piece here. Something to keep in mind for our next show later this week. Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup are eligible to return to practice this week. And if I'm not mistaken, they have come back to practice and their head coaches are expecting them to play. Shane Steichen himself said that he has a chance to play. Jonathan Taylor back with the Colts. We'll be talking about them next episode, but that's it for the news this week. Now, per the huge, let's go over some hyped up and let down from week four. A lot of players to be hyped up about this week. There were some big, big, big performances. We got to see a couple of them in just, just in full. Just, just, just Christian McCaffrey. What a, oh man. I don't know how he moves and, plays football the way he does like it, it doesn't make sense to me beautiful. and i and i don't it's just he is unbelievable i can't remember if it was first or second touchdown but one of those touchdowns he had a little, a little like like half hurdle over a defender and it was just like oh. it was just so smooth christian mccaffrey 48.7 fantasy points his best fantasy performance of his career on sunday 48.7 wow. was a career high in fantasy points for him he's always been that guy He's always had that kind of ceiling. He always gets a 40-ish point game, at least one every year. He got 48.7, nearly a 50-burger. And, uh, hey, that contributed to, as well as Cole Komet, to my beating that I took this week uh, by by five there. (laughs) Christian McCaffrey and Cole Komet, elite combo to take down me, I guess. Who knows? Uh, A couple of Buffalo Bills. Man, Josh Allen was – Dotting up the Dolphins defense. That was something that was yeah. Uh, 21 for 25 for 320 yards and four touchdowns, 17 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown as well. 44.5 fantasy points for Josh Allen. That dude was on a mission. He had and, more uh, total touchdowns than incompletions. Yeah. That is 
wild. Absurd. That is yeah. wild. I was watching it with uh, with some friends, and I look, and they were like, God, the Bills are so good. And I was like, they play angry against Miami. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that the Dolphins had any kind of offensive yards because they yeah. hate Miami. Yeah. And Diggs. Yeah. Oh. Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Stephon Diggs helped him out to the tune of 36 fantasy points, six catches on seven targets for 120 yards and a hat trick, three touchdowns, matched his career high in touchdowns in a single game. I looked at one of my buddies I was watching the game with, and when he had three touchdowns and there was still like a quarter and a half left, I looked at him and went, I'm pretty sure he's going for four. I'm pretty certain they're going to get him a fourth right now and didn't end up doing it. Hey, Dolphins defense held strong. His, <laughs> what a what a performance from those two up in Buffalo on Sunday. Definitely put on a show, especially if they're on your fantasy team, especially if that stack. That would be ridiculous Ugh. if you get that stack. A.J. Brown, hey, I don't know what happened with that conversation on the sideline. Again, when they were playing up against uh, against the Vikings on primetime. But yeah. since then, dude, he's 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 been the go-to. He's been the guy. 38.5 fantasy points, nine catches, 13 targets, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. He had an unbelievable game. And Wes, your yeah, what's stud, up? your stud for week four. <laughs> it was now or never. Yeah. And Justin Fields showed up for fantasy managers, 35.9 fantasy points, 28 for 35 for 335 yards and four passing touchdowns. He only had 25 yards rushing. Like it was like, is this Justin Fields or yeah. Peyton Manning? Like, what are we doing here? Like what's going on? <laughs> the, the guy was on fire. He definitely found a rhythm there on oh, yeah. Sunday. We'll talk about the Bears are here in just a little bit because there's we more analysis to sure. do, but definitely a good performance from him. Nico Collins. We saw him pop off in the beginning of the year. Then it was a little bit of Tank Dell. The constant variable here is C.J. Stroud because whatever is going on with these Houston Texans pass catchers, it's because of C.J. Stroud. Nico Collins, 35.8 fantasy points, seven catches on nine targets, 168 yards, and two touchdowns. Those Texans look good, dude. The Texans look freaking good. That was a great game for them. And uh, CJ just seems to be, he seems to, Anthony Richardson's good for fantasy, but CJ Stroud seems to be the the best quarterback out of the three that went in those top four picks. He is, he is, and it's not even, I would say, a system thing. Like, I wouldn't say he's in any better of a situation than, than Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. It's just like CJ Stroud seems to just—he's got that swagger, he's dude, and he's he's, he's wearing he's wearing it on his sleeve. Like he's he is excited for the city of Houston to have a football team to be proud of again, and that, that was showed a lot. He had a really great press conference. I don't know if you haven't seen it, go check yeah. it out. It was awesome the way he was kind of just speaking about the Texans organization, the team, the team that he is leading, and Nico Collins looked good. 35.8 fantasy points. That was fantastic. Guy I just mentioned, though, Anthony Richardson, fellow rookie quarterback, 33.6 fantasy points. Dude is fantasy gold. Like, he, he if he's on oh. your team, I think he's a, he's a must-start. Like, he is a must-start if, if you've got him. If he's out there on your waiver wire for some reason, if someone dropped him after he got hurt, whatever happened, go pick him up, especially if you're like a Joe Burrow owner or something like that, if, if you're not confident in whoever you've got. 
Anthony Richardson, 33.6 fantasy points. 11 for 25 was the concern we had with the passing. Was not great, but it was 11 completions for 200 yards and two touchdowns. So he, nearly 20 yards of completion was kind of ridiculous. Like, it's just, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. But then again, 10 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown there. He was awesome. He, he was fantastic for fantasy football. He's probably going to be the top 15 in the end, the way that you predicted before the preseason, yeah. before the season started I, at this rate, at this good rate night, I would, I would almost say I could see him being top 10. Like it's, it truly is. I think he could be a, a he's, serious he's sixth in, in points per game. Yeah. So he, so he missed like a game and a half. So that it'll need to come down the line to see where he ends up. But yeah, he is killing it. He is freaking awesome. Golly. Um, Lamar Jackson had a great game, had a fantastic game for fantasy, a fantastic game for football, you know, 15 for 19, 186 yards and two passing touchdowns. And then he had nine rushes for 27 yards and two rushing touchdowns, 32.14 fantasy points for Lamar Jackson. Vintage. Fantastic to see. Yeah, it was, that's what we hoped we would see coming back out of this. And against a serious Browns defense, like I, I know the Browns' offense was struggling, and that may have just thrown off the whole feel of the of the of the team in general at that point. But Browns' defense is good, and Lamar Jackson was doing some good stuff against them. And that second Mark Andrews touchdown catch was unbelievable. That was oh, what an freaking amazing awesome. throw! Close out our hyped oh, up man. with uh, everybody's favorite rookie wide receiver. Puka Nakua, oh, yeah. 31.3 fantasy points, bounces back after a bit of a down week in week three. Nine catches on 10 targets for 163 yards and his first touchdown of the season and game-winning touchdown in overtime. I don't know if anyone saw the post-game in the locker room with him. He got the game ball, and, uh, man, he is just awesome to root for. He's so exciting to root for, and definitely going to be some stuff we're going to talk about later in the week when it comes to if slash when Cooper Cup returns, what his role is going to look like. We will be talking about that later in the week, so definitely want to stick around. Make sure you subscribe and ring that bell so you can catch that as well. Mm-hmm. That's it for Hyped Up. As always, we need to get a little bit let down. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had a bad game. Yeah. That was a bad game yep. for Mahomes. 15.2 <clears throat> fantasy points. Picks up 51 yards on the ground. That's like a third of those points right there for you. Just 203 yards and a touchdown, and then just but but two interceptions. It just, I, it was a bad game. It was a bad. It, it Sunday yeah. football is like a weird game, and and we definitely were seeing things we didn't think we'd see. Someone was in the air, or Taylor Swift. I don't know. I don't know what it was, dude. But it was something about Sunday night football at, at MetLife. Just he didn't look good. Well, well I mean. I don't think it's anything to worry about, but better days ahead. But this was just a letdown for Patrick Mahomes and not what you wanted from him in your lineup. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was week four last year. They lost to the Colts. Yeah. And I think he threw multiple interceptions. So even though it's Mahomes and many consider him already the greatest of all time, he's going to have bad games. There's obviously nothing to worry about in the long run. It's just you're just let down because you would have won if he played like himself. So, right. Better days to come for sure. Yeah, and same thing with this next guy, Tua Tungabailoa. Obviously, the Dolphins take their first loss of the season up in Buffalo. 28-point loss to the Buffalo Bills. Tough game for Miami. Tua Tungabailoa, 
just shy of 16 fantasy points. So again, not what not a terrible game, but just not what you're hoping for, especially when you know a game should be that high powered on offense. That you, you had high expectations for this. You thought you might see a week one repeat with Tua and Tyreek, that sort of thing. Wasn't the biggest thing there for the Dolphins offense. You get two rushing touchdowns from Devon Achan, and and those could have been passing touchdowns for Tua, you know, obviously. So things just kind of turn around there. It just depends on what the offense looks like. And then it looked like they were rushing the ball. So that's what ended up happening there. Tua's wide receiver one, Tyree Kill, just 10.2 fantasy points. Again, just a, a, a disappointing game from the Dolphins offensively. Some big holes there in the offensive line, and Tua was not having a lot of time to throw that ball. He gets the ball out quick, but even that Bills defense was able to get him on the ground three times, and that was yeah. three times as many as he had been taken down all year. So definitely some things there for Miami to fix, to take care of, stuff like that. But just disappointing and let down games from Tua and Tyreek there. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings get their first win. They've gotten three <laughs> losses, and Kirk Cousins has been balling, and then they get their first win, and Kirk Cousins is terrible for fantasy. It is 13.56 fantasy points, 12 for 19, 139 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and a national embarrassment that is all over the internet. That, that 99-yard pick six that he threw, he, God bless his heart, trying to get back there to make the tackle, but he just got walloped. And just got trucked onto the ground. So, yeah, Kirk, we love you, man. Get it. Congratulations <laughs> on the win. Definitely a letdown yeah. for fantasy, though. Uh, Keenan Allen, twelve point two fantasy points. Started out good. Started out really hot. Three. He started out three for three. Three catches for thirty two yards and a touchdown. Thought we were going to get another big Keenan game. Just twelve point two points. I was personally let down. Keenan's on my team. You know, didn't get a win there because of that kind of letdown performance. So. Better days to come for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just no doubt hyped up and let down. We're just let down. We're not worried, but we are just let down. Same thing here for a couple of a couple of Dallas Cowboys. CB Lamb, 14.8 points. Not the game you're hoping for. Gets uh, gets a touchdown, but just four catches for 36 yards. And then Tony Pollard, nine points, 11 carries for 47 yards, three catches on three targets for 13 yards. The, I believe the Cowboys defense had two defensive touchdowns. Again, it was just kind of, it felt like a little bit, it felt like week one light for this Cowboys offense. Like it was just like, yeah, the defense did a ton of work and this offense didn't need to do a whole lot. And and, and maybe that's a legitimate thing that we need to be worried about for the Cowboys offensive weapons. Like it truly <laughs> could be like, I was just hey, about to say in these games that like, it's going to be kind of a blowout and this defense should kind of dominate. And obviously it's not always perfect to predict, you know, you could have said the same thing about that Cardinals game and they end up losing that game. But there's a legitimate like reality that the Cowboys defense is so good that it just limits the Cowboys offensive weapons for fantasy. <laughs> and that's just, that could be the reality of things. I mean, Hopefully yeah. you didn't lose your week because Tony Pollard only got you nine points. I mean, you definitely would have hoped he could have gotten you 20 or something points like you did last week. But it's such a funny thing to, 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 to think about. It's just, hey, yeah. this one side of this team is so good that the other team just doesn't actually need to be that good. Like, that's just that's just what it comes down to. So They don't have good total offensive stats because their defense yeah. is by far and large the best in the NFL that – yeah, I mean, yeah. you're never going to bench CeeDee Lamb or Tony Pollard, but 
Yeah, it's going to feel like boomer bust because either their defense gets three touchdowns or they actually have to compete <laughs> right. for once. We're, yeah, it's, oh, your guess goodness. is going to be as good as ours. It's just going to maybe have to play the matchups there. Last couple guys here we got let down by Raheem Mostert, another guy in that Dolphins game. Five point five fantasy points from the run from the running back one coming into this week. Definitely a letdown. Had a had, had a couple fumbles. One of the offense recovered. The other, another one, the offense didn't. I don't know that Mike McDaniel is that kind of guy that he's going to look at Mostert and go, "Hey, get on the bench because you fumbled." But it just it. I think we're seeing that this is going to be more of a split with this with this backfield with. Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. And Achan was the guy for the Dolphins this week in the run game. So he ended up getting that yeah. there. I'm still rolling out Mostert. I don't think you can bench him because just of one kind of week like this, but definitely just a little Especially bit of a letdown. Next week. Yeah. This we saw both we saw two running backs for Seattle run well against the Giants defense on uh, on Monday night. So Definitely some good opportunities there for the Dolphins' backfield and for the Dolphins' offense going into next week. Last guy, my stud for week three, Chris Olave. 1.4 points, and, you know, I, Olave was great. He was a wide receiver 12 going into the week without even scoring a touchdown. You know, he, he was fantastic. I don't know how much of that game you watched, Wes. Dude. Not Derek much. Carr was Derek Carr was so bad. Derek Carr was yeah. so bad. He had he threw like I I oh man I don't have the stat line but it was it was terrible it was like terrible for the the completions and yards that it came out of. This is just a picture of that. Alvin Kamara caught thirteen passes in that game on Sunday for thirty three yeah. receiving yards. That's how that's how poorly that was going. Derek Carr, I know he wanted to tough out that injury, but I don't know if that was the right decision for the Saints to make there. I I, I really think they I think even if they had Jameis Winston on our center for that full game, I know he came in and threw a pick on his first pass of the <laughs> yeah, game, and that was, was kind of it. But even if even so, I think you could have given them a better chance. I mean, it was just disappointing for the Saints offense. And uh and and Baker Mayfield played well against him, so. Definitely something we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. That is it for Hyped Up and Let Down. And now we are going to jump into Fluke or For Real because some people we need to break down and talk about here. And the first group of people is the Chicago Bears because we saw them come alive for a good chunk of that game on Sunday. They were up 28-7. to They were humming. Justin Fields. 28 for 35, 335, and four touchdowns. DJ Moore, eight catches, 131 yards and a touchdown, 27 fantasy points. Khalil Herbert, all the Roshan Johnson truthers were like, yeah, Herbert's losing the job. Nope, 18 carries for 103 yards, four catches on nine, for 19 yards and a touchdown there. He got 22 fantasy points. And Cole Komet, obviously, like I said, has his best game of his best fantasy performance of his career in this game. Look for real on these on these Chicago Bears, Wes. It's really tough for me to totally buy in. I'll be honest. I I believed. Let me say this: this stat line that you just gave 
this is, I think, what fantasy football players believed would happen for the Bears this season. This right. is why I was so high on DJ Moore. Why I was hooked on a feeling on DJ Moore. Why I had Justin Fields, I think, as QB7 on the season for me. Khalil Herbert, I wasn't that high on, but we did share a statistic in the offseason of what he did when David Montgomery was out. Cole Komet was someone you and I were talking about the end of last year as being a potential tied end to draft and start and lock him in. And I still can't buy it yet. Yeah. I, it, it just, it doesn't feel real. I'm going to be honest. I like, this is everything I wanted, everything I wanted in a week from the Bears offense. And somehow, I still don't know if you can just roll them out. I think you have to yeah. look at the schedule. And the schedule is not too bad. I'll share I'll share this and then I want to hear what you're feeling because you're not you're not even as high as I am and I'm I'm kind of out, but they still yeah. have the Vikings twice. This is for Justin Fields at least. Still have the Vikings twice who have allowed the third most points to quarterbacks. They have the Cardinals who have allowed the eighth and they have the Chargers who have allowed the first, but they still have the Browns who have allowed the fewest and the final game of the season is against the Falcons. And right now they allow the 21st. It feels week to week for me. What are you feeling, man? Yeah, I think, um, I think this game on Sunday proved a lot more proved a lot more about how poor the Broncos defense is versus how good this Bears offense is and figured out. Hmm. I think obviously the Broncos come back and win that game, which was unbelievable. Is is an incredible comeback. Yeah. But you you got 28 points put up on you like like early and quick. Like it was like in a, like two and a half quarters by the Bears who hadn't been good. I just I struggle to believe that this is for real and that they've suddenly figured it out versus yeah, the Broncos just are really bad. And if you're in need of a maybe a quarterback streamer, you just pick up whoever's playing the Broncos. Like I like which is Zach Wilson yeah. next week, by the way. Like it's first bye week Dude, of the year. Like who who's rolling out Zach, Zach Wilson? Wilson. If Zach Wilson yeah. balls out against the Broncos, then you can stream any QB against the Broncos. Yeah. That's an amazing thought. Yeah. Stud. We'll, we'll, stud have we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens here. <laughs> I, I'm still going to call fluke on this on this Bears offense. And, uh, There's I, well, so maybe much we'll get like. a picture of it. Maybe we'll, get a, maybe we'll get a clearer picture on Thursday night. You know, they play against the Washington Commanders who just went to overtime with the Eagles. Divisional games are crazy. <laughs> like, that was pretty nuts. Yeah. But um, one la- one last thing. I'm still I'm still calling fluke. Go ahead. Do you, I mean, is it worth keeping Justin Fields and, and DJ Moore to have them available in case this happens again for any kind of bioics and injuries, or do you take advantage of this week right now and sell high? and get someone with a little more trustworthy floor? Um, if someone's 
it would have to be the right deal. But if I mean, if someone's willing to buy, if someone's buying in on Fields and they're willing to give like a, a if they're willing to give a Anthony Richardson or um, if they're maybe not convinced on Tua after two poor games and then two in two good games. I mean, if someone's willing to do that sort of deal, I would, I would probably take it. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would definitely take Tua. I'd, I'd definitely take Richardson there. But I, I mean, I don't know if anyone's willing to do that. So it would, it would just okay. have to be a contingent on if you found the right trade partner to move them, which is always the situation. But um, I think you sit with it for now because there is it on the off chance that it's like. Hey, all we need to do is make Chase Claypool feel unwanted in this offense, and then we figured it out. Like <laughs> maybe that was the case. <laughs> That's what they're yeah. doing there. So, um, well, I mean, I'll I'll say this: I've got Justin Herbert in a in a handful of my leagues. In leagues where Justin Fields is on the waiver wire, I have put in a claim for him to to fill in on this bye week. Okay. I think he I think Fields could be okay on Thursday night, and he could give us a little a little you know a piece of this pie again so we'll, we'll have to see it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting we'll, br- we'll break down thursday night in just a little bit but a lot of okay. things to look thank at you and, and, and talk asking about for, for sure. a friend i am friend oh Appreciate it. hi friend there you go yeah you're welcome <laughs> uh we talked about him already we, i just mentioned his quarterback uh just a little bit ago nico collins though 35.8 fantasy points i mean i'm in I'm calling for real here. I'm calling for real on Nico. I'm call- we already called for real on Tank. I think Tank had a down week. I think I still think as as what I said earlier, when when your quarterback is playing the way CJ Stroud is, I think it comes to a point where you then just you can't be lukewarm about it. Like CJ Stroud looks legit. Therefore, CJ Stroud's wide receivers are gonna be legit in my in my eyes. That's just I mean, that's how like plays out you know you you look at a lot of the offenses here and that's how that goes I think that it, this is legitimate with Nico Collins I think this is a I think this is a ceiling game but I think this is a legit play every week Nico Collins should be in your lineup if you have him on your team it's a feels like it's a boomer bust for Nico and tank and it feels sure. like it's going to alternate and some weeks will be Nico's and some weeks will be tanks but either way they were on the waiver and at the most they were drafted at the very end of fantasy lineups so yeah. and fantasy drafts so he, there'll be flex options at most which is great for your team so yeah keep pulling them out see what happens maybe they'll continue to get these 30 point games but Texans offense what in the dude world? i can't wait the passing said, offense is so good yeah we just said you know one of the weeks it'll be tank and one of the weeks it'll be nico and dude i can't wait for the week that is both of them and cj just throws for 450 and five and we're just like <laughs> we're just like this dude is so good like it, it, it i'm such happened? a big C- i might buy a jersey dude i'm such a big cj stroud fan it's so <laughs> it's so awesome to just see him doing so well i mean just his journey that he went on, dude. Like the the week leading up to the draft, everyone was like, "Yeah, they might not even take a quarterback. It, they might draft Levis second, like all this stuff, and just this all the stuff and he his went through." Preseason, don't forget, was pretty bad. Yeah, dude, he, he shows looks up like freaking good, dude. That was the Steelers' defense. T.J. Watt couldn't even rattle that dude. Like, what are we doing here? 
put some respect on CJ Stroud. He's freaking great. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. My goodness. Baker Mayfield, hey, 28.94 fantasy points, 25 for 32 for 246 and three touchdowns. And he played most of the game without Mike Evans. He did throw an interception, but Baker looks like a – dude, I can't believe it. Baker looks like a, like a decent fantasy option for for if streaming. Maybe he's matchup dependent. Maybe you're a Burrow owner and you're like, yeah, I'm done. I can't figure this out anymore. Like I'm not willing <laughs> to roll these dice. Baker looks good, and the Saints defense is a good team. Like, that's a good defense, yeah. and he just put a 250 and three on him, and he didn't have Mike Evans. Like, it's freaking – I think it's for real, dude. I I was thinking back on my – mark my words that I made, and I quickly realized I was like, oh, man, Mike Evans is like a top 10 receiver right now, and I might have to dye my hair blonde. And then I remembered oh, that it was – I know. That was what I forgot about. I was going, oh, man, I, I think I'm going to dye my hair. And then I remembered. <laughs> I went back and found the clip, and I was like, okay, wait. It was two, two top 20. But, hey, when Mike Evans went out, Chris Godwin showed that he still got something in him. He, he had over 100 receiving yards. Yeah. He was able to be a top guy. I mean, I just maybe that's going to show Baker that he can go to both of them. He can funnel targets in those directions. And who knows? Maybe I will be blonde by the end of the year. We'll see what happens. The, that'd be amazing. Only thing I'll add to it is, look, you've got Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith on a bye. And obviously mm-hmm. Baker's on a bye as well. But there are going to be more quarterbacks of the Justin Herbert caliber. And now Geno hasn't done nearly as well as we predicted he, he might have been. Both had him as a QB 10. But... We're going to get into bye weeks and injuries coming up, and Baker is a reliable option. He, I feel like you can depend on him to get 20 points, and that's not yeah. too bad in the fantasy world. Yeah. For real. I'm calling, yeah, I think it's for real as well. Hey, finally had our, our, you know, a guy that we were a little bit out on show up on Sunday. 27.9 fantasy points for Josh Jacobs, his first game of over 12 fantasy points. 17 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. Not the most efficient on the ground, but eight catches for 81 yards. This is something we need to talk about here. Fluker for real, though, Wes. I'm going to say fluke. I'm going to say Aiden O'Connell really helps out the fantasy offense for the Raiders. But when Jimmy G's back... I have a bad the feeling going it's going nowhere revert. but to Devontae Adams and Kobe Myers yeah. and Jimmy Garoppolo's back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's I, just how it goes, dude. Golly. I mean, and, and 17 carries is such a, a juicy stat for running backs. It's something right. that you want to buy into. You love that. But that's such a bad yard per carry. 58 yards off of 17 carries. And yes, he got the touchdown, but like the ball was not moving because of him. The passing yeah. game is what succeeded. And if he's not involved in the passing game, then you're not getting 15 points or more than 15 points. So I'm calling fluke. I'm calling fluke yeah. on Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I, I won't be surprised if this is his best game of the year. I do think that this could be a momentum builder. And maybe Josh McDaniels is going, hey, maybe we need to just make sure we design some more plays to in the, maybe in the receiving game. You know, he, he helped us out there. Whatever. I do think better days are ahead for Josh Jacobs than that 12-point, 10-point floor. 
Like I do think he's got some 15 to 20 point games here and there in him, but I, I won't be surprised if this is his best game of the season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call fluke on a on a 28 point game, but I do think there are better days ahead for Josh Jacobs. I think he's talented. I just think he's not. We're seeing that he's not getting all the opportunities he got last year, and that's no. why you and I were out over 400 opportunities last year. I mean that's that is why you and I were out on him last year, just due to yeah, it's not gonna happen again. So Josh Jacobs fluke on this 28 point game, uh, in in our eyes of fourth and troll fantasy, Michael Wilson. Third round wide receiver, rookie wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, 26.6 fantasy points, seven targets, 100% catch rate with seven catches for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Fluker for real, Wes. I'm going to call fluke, but I'm going to say it's a glass half full kind of fluke. Like, okay, I won't start you next week, but... And I won't put a waiver claim in for him, but I will pick him up on Wednesday morning, perhaps, without having yeah. to spend my waiver wire priority or right. some fab and and see if it happens again. But I mean, Josh Dobbs, I mean, very similar to CJ Stroud, he's wheeling and dealing and maybe some weeks it's Michael Wilson and maybe it's Marquise Brown and maybe it's James Connors, the favorite passing target. But I mean, yeah. it, 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 it could be anybody and. Cardinals are a surprise as well. That's yeah. the Cardinals Super Bowl bound. Super yeah. Bowl matchup preview. Yeah, there you go. That, <laughs> yeah, I had someone at work to me today go, hey, did you like that NFC Championship preview we got this weekend? And I was like, sorry, what? He was like, Cardinals Niners, baby. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> NFC Championship bound right there. Yeah. You got it. Lock it um, in. I agree with what you're saying here. This is, I think this says more about Josh Dobbs and these Arizona Cardinals receiving options than it does specifically about Michael Wilson. Wes, you and I were in love with Hollywood Brown at the start of the offseason. And as we got closer, we went, oh, this Cardinals offense is going to be bad. <laughs> this does, I don't feel good about drafting Marquise Brown anymore. And I feel good about rolling Marquise Brown out as a flex in my lineup right now. I, I really – he's two straight weeks of set of 15-plus fantasy points. Obviously, Michael Wilson has a big game. This Cardinals offense is better than we thought it was going to be, and, and and that's exciting to see. It's, uh, Jonathan Gann is a lot of fun to rip on, dude, but, like, he's running an okay team right now, and that's pretty cool to they see. So good, good for them. Yeah, good for them. They're making people – they're making people sweat. Excuse me. Isaiah Pacheco, 24.8 fantasy points, 20 carries. I don't know if that has ever happened for a Kansas City Chiefs running back since Patrick Mahomes has been in the league. But 20 yeah, carries for Kareem Isaiah Hunt. Pacheco. Yeah, 20 carries for Isaiah Pacheco, 24.8 fantasy points. He was for 115 yards and a touchdown, three catches for 43 yards. Fluke or for real? I'm very tempted to say fluke. I'm very tempted to say it's a fluke. But we knew he was going to be the lead back for Kansas City going into the year. He was drafted around the fifth round. So people had this kind of an expectation in some way. And I also think this stat line is attributed to Patrick Mahomes having a rough outing and they needed to do something else to get down the field. But I won't call it a fluke. I yeah. I don't think I don't think this will happen too many more times where he gets over 20 points. 
But Isaiah Pacheco is definitely the top dog in the running in the backfield. So I think I think we get this, and let's just hope that you you slot him in uh, at in the right weeks. That that's my take on Pacheco's performance. Yeah, you nailed it. There you go. That's that's exactly what I was thinking there with Isaiah Pacheco. Alvin Kamara, 21.4 fantasy points, 11 carries for 51 yards, nearly five yards a carry there. 13 catches on 14 targets for 33 yards there. So the PPR value was booming on Sunday. 21.4 for Alvin Kamara, Fluger for real in his first game back. What an absolute joke stat line. Right? I mean, Comedy Central presents Alvin Kamara's PPR <laughs> game. I, I, I'm not even kidding. This makes me upset that PPR exists. Yeah. The, I mean, what Kamara did on Sunday makes me bother that the PPR format is even a thing because without that, he's got eight points. Yeah, I, what a complete sham. I mean, I I'm so bothered by this. I'm calling fluke out of complete spite. N- Fourteen targets. <laughs> I this is so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. No, I'm I and and it's not just because I called him a dud. Because by the way, like like we woke up at six thirty a.m. <laughs> our time to watch the London game. And just oh my gosh, and it's Dude, just like, like oh, and back and forth. Yeah, just like, like, no, Derek Carr is gonna start. He's gonna defy all odds, and then it's like, oh no, that's impossible. Jameis wins is the starter. Oh no, 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 no. Derek Carr is the starter, <laughs> and I've got we're talking about. I've got Jameis Winston in a lineup because yeah. he didn't want to roll out Burrow, and I was like, oh, I gotta sit Winston. Oh, and I can put it back in. Oh, I gotta sit him again. I was so mad, and then Kamara does this hot garbage, and I'm so fluke, 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 fluke. Cut him, drop him. <laughs> Don't drop him. Don't drop him. But I, I hate listen, this that line. I can see a 21 point game for Alvin Kamara happening. I would say again, maybe, sure. maybe frequently this year. I think he's gonna be good. I mean, he was running efficiently on a good Bucks run defense. But it's never gonna happen this way again. Like it's just it's, it's you think twenty one point four. Oh, nice! You got like you know maybe hundred yards and a, and a touchdown for some catches. Nope, just thirteen catches for thirty three yards. There you go. That's just how that goes. That's two and a half yards a yeah. catch. It's ridiculous. It's so bad. What so is bad. Going on. Uh, a couple of backup running backs here to close it out. Jaleel McLaughlin, 19.4 fantasy points. I'm going to say fluke. I think it was just a product of Javante Williams being out. Everyone And Bears defense is not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in the fantasy community were really high on Javante this week as a really big, a really good start. Obviously, we see the running back who gets work against the Bears. Uh, obviously, does well. So that's, that's pretty fluky in my eyes. I will say, if you're a Samaj P. Ryan owner, you're not feeling great about the involvement that Jaleel McLaughlin has in the offense because you think that if Javante goes out, it's going to be P. Ryan all day, and it wasn't. So yeah, I'm considering, because I, I have P. Ryan in a few leagues, I'm considering maybe swapping out Broncos running back here if he's on the waiver wire for me. Um, that's just a random thought I'm having here and voicing out loud I for you guys. That. All Last the insight one. on fourth and troll. All the insight. Last one here. Jalen Warren, 11.5 points, eight carries for 29 yards, six catches on six targets for 26 yards. Is this the new RB1 for the Steelers? 
Uh, so I, I, I looked at snap count, 49% and 49%. They each had nearly half of the total offensive snaps. And, and you know what it feels like for me? It just feels like the Steelers are not a good rushing team. That's yeah. That's kind of what I learned. Yeah, Warren Warren is you know productive and twenty nine yards of eight carries. That's not terrible, and I like the PPR involvement. Six catches off of six targets, twenty six yards. He managed to get some kind of relevancy. But I, I mean, Najee did. Najee got around twelve points in fantasy as well. So it's not like right. He stole what Najee did, or vice versa. Right. It's too tough to tell, but what I'll say, because I, I I need to give an answer on Fluka for real. What I'll say is for real enough to stash on your bench for late in mm-hmm. the season. And and also in case you need to drop someone, in case, in case another Devon Achan shows up in the NFL next couple of weeks, I don't mind dropping Warren. I don't want to, but it, it might be RB1. Imagine that you and I have Najee Harris as the top as a top ten running back going into the season, and then by the end of this season, he's not even listed as the starter. Yeah, what happened? He might get traded towards the deadline. I don't even know. This is just this just feels so off. Feels so different. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not what we hope for. Uh, we're jumping to the bad side of Fluger for real, real quick before we just. Getting the last little bits of the show here. The Bengals, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase gets 14.3 points because of PPR and just getting kind of the short yardage kind of stuff that was going on. He wasn't excited after the game. I don't know if you saw oh, that quote. No, he, I did see he, that. They said, you know, what what's going on? Were you just not getting open? And he said, uh, I'm open. Uh, I'm always freaking open. Yeah, that's how that went. He was not afraid to, and then he apologized. He said, "Excuse my profanity." Anyways, that is just fourteen point three. I mean, I think just and then four point seven for Joe Burrow, twenty for thirty, one hundred and sixty-five yards, no touchdowns. They have three offensive touchdowns on the year as a team. Oh. Three offensive touchdowns in four games. Like, what? Are, what's going on? What is what is happening? It's, it, it, I, this is for real until proven otherwise. Yeah. Like Joe uh, Burrow shouldn't be started. Jared, good on you for dropping him. Like, my okay. goodness, what the heck? I, 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 want, I want everyone watching to contemplate this and leave it in the comments whether you should just bench Joe Burrow because it's obviously for real. Nobody's gonna, uh, no one's going to roll him out. But I want let's let's have a conversation here whether you should bench Joe Burrow or if we actually need to drop him. Before you answer, I'm going to read some stats just to show how bad Joe Burrow is because unequivocally, Joe Burrow this season is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Statistically, he is the worst, okay? Obviously in fantasy, he's averaging less than 8 points a game. Remember, there are 32 teams in the NFL. He is 34th in quarterback rating. 34th. He's 32nd in completion percentage. He is 33rd in total net passing yards. 
He is 34th in yards per attempt. He's tied for last in total passing touchdowns. And he's 34th in passing touchdown percentage. The only categories that he's not 32nd or worse is passing yards, 26th, longest passing play, 27th, and interceptions, tied for 13th, and total completions, tied for 15th. And as you said it too, the Bengals are 32nd. They're the worst offense in the NFL. Bench or drop Joe Burrow? If you bench him, you if you okay, I'll say bench. But I need like I need like three good games in a row out of Joe Burrow on my bench to feel good about putting him back into my starting lineup. So am I holding Joe Burrow through potentially the next four weeks of waiver wire ads? I don't think so. Yeah. You can drop Joe Burrow. Like, this is bad. This is really bad. And this is not what we thought we were signing up for this year at all. We had Jamar Chase being – you had him as your number one receiver, Wes. I had him in top three, top four or something like that. But it was just like, what are we What are we missing here? Like, what? Are, what's going on? What are, I don't – maybe it's the calf. The O-line looks bad. Maybe it's – the lack of a run game. Maybe it's just, maybe it's freaking mind games because he got paid a freaking boatload of money this year. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but th- this Bengals team is bad. This Bengals, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Like, they're, like let alone, like, like I had him being in the Super Bowl. I had him as my Super I Bowl team for the, for the AFC this year. I had a Niners Bengals Super Bowl. Maybe I'm halfway right on that, but like, this is a bad football team. I don't understand what happened. I, I, I have no idea. Maybe it's the O line. Maybe it's this injury. I don't know. But this is not good. This is not good. Joe Burrow can be dropped. Jamar wow. Chase, I think you. Even even through the poor play of Joe Burrow, he's still last week he had a really solid game. This week he gets fourteen point three. Jamar Chase is still a lineup lock in my eyes because I think he's too talented to be out of your lineup. Fair. But you have to very much temper your expectations for what you were hoping for this year out of Jamar Chase when you potentially took him one hundred one. He was going one hundred one yeah. in leagues. He looks. This team I, looks bad. I feel so good. And and my apologies to the troller that I traded Jamar Chase to in our trollers league and got Tyree <laughs> Kill as my yeah. replacement. Um and, and I, I, I told yeah, I told uh, yeah, a friend a friend of mine uh he, he has Jamar Chase in, in a league that I'm in and he was asking me, what do I do? And I'll just share this and we'll move on after I said it's probably best to try to trade Jamar Chase. And I shared that I was able to, it was after week two, I traded and got Tyreek Hill. So it wasn't like I just did this like yesterday or something. But are you going to make playoffs with Jamar Chase on your team? I don't know. I don't know at this rate. 
because if you want to hold out for Joe Burrow to finally go on IR and heal yeah. from his calf injury and finally kick into gear well enough for you to succeed in the fantasy postseason, I don't think you'll even make playoffs with Jamar Chase. So try to seek a trade, see what happens, but people are buying out. And here on 4th and Troll, friggin' Joe Burrow, you can drop him. Friggin' Joe Burrow. Listen, that's a good segue here because I'm going to ask – just I'm going to list a couple names here, just rapid fire off real quick. Because if we're going to try and trade Jamar Chase, you got to try and get some sort of value back for him. Would you trade Jamar Chase for Jalen Waddle less? Am I receiving Jamar Chase or am I no. receiving the other player? This is, you, you would be sending away Chase in every one of these names I'm going to list off here. Would you trade away Jamar Chase for Jalen Waddle? Straight up. Plus another. An, oh, straight up? Uh, no. So you need something a little more there. Okay, that's a, that's. I, I, want, I want the wide receiver one. Sure. Would you trade Jamar Chase for Calvin Ridley? <sighs> Calvin Ridley's not done that great. It's tough, but yeah. but I believe the Jaguars will turn it around because we saw them do it last year. Okay, I'll think about that one. Okay, I would, would you think trade? About that. Would you trade uh, Jamar Chase for? Uh, would you trade Jamar Chase for uh, Jacoby Myers and a piece? Uh, Jacoby Myers and a and a, and a flex piece for Jamar Chase. I don't think so. I don't think Jam- Jacoby. Myers I would has do that enough. deal. You would do that deal. I I, I would do that deal, and I, I I might send that deal out tomorrow potentially. I think Jamar. You I think might, okay. I think Jacoby. But, we made a joke about it, but when Jimmy Garoppolo is playing quarterback for the Raiders, the targets go one to two places. It goes to Devontae Adams or it goes to Jacoby Myers. It doesn't go to Josh Jacobs. It doesn't go to Austin Hooper. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go to Michael Mayer. It doesn't go to Hunter Renfro. It doesn't go to anybody else. Jacoby Myers has seen 22 targets in two games with Jimmy Garoppolo. 11 targets a game with Jimmy Garoppolo right now. 11 targets a game. I'm like, dope. Count me in. I I think Jacoby Myers in a piece I would do for Jamar Chase. Um, let, okay. let me do one more here. Let's do one more. Would you trade? Yeah, here, this is a good one. Would you trade mm. Jamar Chase straight up for Nico Collins? <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite. What a hilarious scenario. Right. That's where we're at in this point where I would yeah. say, yeah. I th- I think I, I would too. I you think have I would to Yeah. You have I to really, erase oh the gosh. draft pick. You have to just at this point just forget what pick you took, Jamar Chase. Yeah. And you just have to say, I need the better player because nobody, nobody can trade for Puka Nakua right now. He is mm-hmm. untouchable. He is undroppable. I'm sure he's locked in by some some fantasy leagues that you can't drop Puka because you don't want they don't want you to make a mistake. Puka is second in receiving yards. If you were to if anyone after week one would be like, oh, I'll give you Jamar Chase for Puka Nakua, everyone would be like, who is the idiot that traded away Jamar Chase? Right, right. now, it's very likely that I would trade Jamar Chase to acquire Nico Collins. Yeah. Yeah, listen. There's some context for you guys. If you're if you're a Jamar Chase owner, maybe send out some of those deals. See if you would do that there. That is definitely something to look at. Um, 
fly through here with me. We're going to do a, a, a little rapid fire. Jalen Waddle, 8.6 points. He's yet to score 13-plus fantasy points. Fluker for real on this guy because this is a guy we both had top 10. And it's uh, yeah. it's not been what we hoped for. It, it's it's I don't know. What do we think? It's it's still a fluke because he's boom or bust. And I anticipate that against the Giants, he's going to get in the end zone. And he's going to have a fantastic day. But it is surprisingly clear that Tyreek Hill is the favorite target. I thought there would still be some kind of Alabama connection between Tua and Waddle. But yeah. wow, does Tua love hitting Tyreek Hill. So yeah. We're going to have some some more down weeks like this. That part is for real. But as far as, like, is he not a good fantasy player? Should you trade him away? No, that's a fluke. He's still going to have – he'll have a 20-point game very soon. I feel confident mm-hmm. in Waddle still. Yeah, I agree. Jordan Addison, zero points, just one target. Bad day for Kirk Cousins. We liked the matchup against Carolina. We thought it was a fun one. We thought we'd get back on track with Jordan Addison. And scoring his deep touchdowns that he did in the first two weeks. We did not get there. We only saw one target, zero points. This is fluky for me. I, it is, it is, it's, it's interesting that they still are involving KJ Osborne. It feels like more than they should when Jordan Addison is on this team. Yeah. But um, this is a fluke in my eyes. I mean, I, I think there are going to be plenty of better days ahead for Jordan Addison. I'm so sorry. We we did this live on our last episode between Alvin Kamara or Jordan Addison, who you should start. And I I, I hope I hope you in time switched it, knowing that Derek Carr started. But I, I did. I mean, we were you did okay. You're I such did. A wise I did get Alvin Kamara back in there. I still player. I still lost on the week, but it was definitely a closer game than uh, oh, than it would have been if I had Addison in there. It was I I flipped it back and forth a couple times actually a- after we recorded the last yeah. episode. West, I was like, man. I, Oh, what do I, oh man, what do I, I mean, what do I do here? And yeah, it was, you know, we still got the, <laughs> yeah. got the points from Kamara, but, uh, but Jordan fluke, Addison, Addison will be fine. Fluke. Yeah, he'll be all right. Debo Samuel, 0.6 fantasy points, zero targets for Debo Samuel on Sunday. Three carries for six yards. This is for real. And all the options are on the field for Brock Purdy. Brandon Ayuk's the dude. Brandon Ayuk is getting the, Getting the receptions. Yes. George Kittle wasn't even really involved. It was it was Brandon Ayuk and it was Christian McCaffrey. Like it is, I think those are the two most reliable guys in this offense. Just as we outlined before the season started, those were the two guys in the offense that we wanted. Insane right us. there, crushed it. Debo did well the previous two weeks because Ayuk was hurt and out. Look at us when Ayuk is in, Debo does nothing. Yeah, this is for Debo's, real. Yeah, this is for real. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, 11.6 points, just two catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. I think we all got got week one, dude. I don't know what's going on, but it was like, hey, Christian Kirk, you could drop him. He's not involved. And then the last three weeks, it's been like, Christian Kirk is Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. This is kind of ridiculous. What's going on here? Calvin Ridley, it's a little disappointing. Man, I am glad I didn't do this, but I was considering – I was considering trying to sell Puka before Cooper Cup got back, and I was considering sending an offer of Puka Nakua for Calvin Ridley straight up. And oh my! I'm glad goodness. I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, thank I, you. I, I was gonna buy the dip on Calvin Ridley, but it's just if he doesn't score a touchdown here, it's like another like four point game. Like this is just disappointing for Calvin Ridley. Yeah. 
something will change eventually. That's my take. Yeah. But yeah, for now, it's he's barely a flex option. Yeah, it's tough for sure. Uh, Dallas Goddard has yet to score 10 points in fantasy football this year. Just 4.5 points. This is disappointing, too. It's it. Yeah. Eagles offense felt like it was swinging and it was doing well. It was the, the again. It looked like their best game offensively after their previous best game was the, the uh, Monday night game against Tampa. Philly looked good. Offense looked like it was humming, and Dallas Goddard wasn't involved. Just four targets. I mean, maybe it's the scheme. Maybe it's Shane Steichen not being there anymore, but Dallas Goddard's been disappointing, and there might be some better streaming options out there for Dallas Goddard. I mean, I, I think you probably have to play him just because it's, it's Dallas Goddard and it's the Eagles offense, but it's been disappointing. He's not for sure. getting a thousand yards like he said he would. No, There's he's no not. Way. Yeah, no way. No way at all. Uh, it, it's it's also I think the involvement of DeAndre Swift and his success too. Yeah, him run yeah. the ball really uh, well for real. Yeah, this one really for good. real. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson six points in a tough matchup against Dallas. I'm still calling fluke on this, and I think he's going to have another. <sighs> yes, I think he's having you. another bad game next week. I don't remember who he's playing. <laughs> I need to double check this. Hang on. Because I was I, I heard somebody uh, I heard somebody say this uh, today. Yeah, he's got a tough matchup next week against New Orleans, and then uh, and then that's when you go trade for him. Because after that, it's like Vegas, Buffalo, Miami, Washington, and Indianapolis, and then a bye week. So it's like, hey, wow. buy the dip after next week when it's probably going to be another bad game. I have Ramondre. I'm not starting him next week, but. Things are going to be okay. I know that there was reports of Ezekiel Elliott was going to get starting starting reps for the for the Patriots on Sunday, and he got like six carries. It's, like, it's still Ramondre's job. Yeah. He still has everything there. It was just a hard matchup. So that's a fluke in my eyes. And then Jacoby Myers, last guy here, five point three fantasy points. I'm. I'm saying fluke. I'm riding with Jacoby, dude. When Jimmy G is the quarterback, I mean, we already said a few times, but Jimmy G is the quarterback. Jacoby Myers gets targets. And even though Devontae Adams is on this team, Jacoby Myers is still making an impact. He's still doing well for fantasy. I had Jacoby Myers in my lineup. And then when it was ruled that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to play, that was when I put Zay Flowers in. Zay Flowers does a few points better than Jacoby Myers does, but I I was ready to go Jacoby Myers over Zay Flowers this week. So that's where I'm at with Jacoby Myers. This is a fluke. Garoppolo with Myers is a great connection. And yes, Adams mm-hmm. is still going to be heavily involved, but do not think week one was us getting got like maybe Calvin Ridley did. Uh, yeah, that's a fluke. Myers will be good. And I saw people dropping him in some of the leagues that I was in. So yeah. he might even be He's available still. He's worth grabbing for sure if he's out there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to jump into a waiver wire and then do a quick Thursday Night Football preview. Wes, who is the top waiver ad for you this week? I think we got a quarterback special here on 4th and Troll Fantasy this week. Oh, we got a 4th and Troll double down on some quarterbacks. And look, we've mentioned him earlier in the episode, and we love this guy, and he is balling out. And it is, in my opinion, your last opportunity to get C.J. Stroud off yep. the waiver wire. He is 100%. so good, and not just on the field, but in fantasy as well. He is, oh my gosh, 
I I cannot believe how he is impressive. I cannot believe how well CJ Stroud is rolling out week after week after week. And it's been three straight weeks. His week one didn't look that great. But since week two, Dak Prescott has never done better on a weak finish than C.J. Stroud. Neither has Brock Purdy, and neither has Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has not done better than C.J. Stroud in a single week since week two. C.J. Stroud is fourth in passing yards. Rookie C.J. Stroud, fourth in passing yards. He's on pace for over 5,000 passing yards. And no, he won't do that, but he is playing so good. The most impressive thing, he's thrown six touchdowns since week two. He threw zero in week one. He's on pace for over 30 touchdowns, but he has, as you can see on Noah's screen, zero interceptions. That is so uncharacteristic of rookies. Rookies are notorious for double-digit interceptions. In fact, it's common for them to throw 15 interceptions. Zero. Zero on the season. And last piece here. Week two, he put up a wide receiver five on the week. Week three, he put up the wide receiver seven. And last week with Nico Collins, he put up the wide receiver three. He is wheeling and dealing. And we're at the point where we are finally on bye weeks. So go get C.J. Stroud, not just for bye weeks. But we got some quarterbacks that may not be producing as well as C.J. Stroud. In fact, I believe he's quarterback 10 on the season. Go get him before it's too late. Yeah, you ate. No notes. C.J. Stroud is that dude, and you are absolutely right. This is the last time that you can get him on the waiver wire. He will be heavily rostered after this week. So make sure you are grabbing him if you're in a situation where it's a bye week or you just need another quarterback. C.J. Stroud is that guy. If you cannot get C.J. Stroud, if he is taken, here's my top waiver out of the weekend. It's Josh Dobbs. Dude is a baller. He's killing it. Josh Dobbs, here's a little here's a little tidbit you may not realize. Josh Dobbs has 40-plus rushing yards in each of his last three games. Dude is using his legs, and it's it, it, James Conner owners cover your ears, but, like, he's running the ball well. Like, dude looks good mm-hmm. running the football, and he looks good throwing the ball as well. Listen, he's got 19-plus fantasy points in each of his last three games, and he's got 27-plus fantasy points in two of his last three games. Josh Dobbs is out there on your waiver wire, and you're sitting there contemplating Joe Burrow for another week. That is a mistake, my friend. You need to make sure you go grab Josh Dobbs. He is available. He is one of my top priorities for the leagues I have Justin Herbert in this week. Josh Dobbs gets the Bengals. Hey, maybe the Bengals pull something out, but Josh Dobbs should have a good week this week against the Bengals. And uh, I'm excited. I think Josh Dobbs is really good. And I do think Kyler gets the job back when he comes back, but I don't think that's for at least another month. So I think you're going to get four solid weeks out of Josh Dobbs before we even think about Kyler Murray again. Josh Dobbs is that dude. And yeah, Josh Dobbs, top waiver ad. Book it. 
He's flying under the radar a little bit too much in fantasy because I don't think people are paying much attention to the Cardinals' offense because they're not putting up these crazy stats, and they're not winning games. They have won, surprisingly, against the Cowboys, but he's under the radar, and he's he he may not even be anyone that people actually put a waiver claim in for. I, I wouldn't necessarily risk not submitting a waiver request and then picking up in the morning. But the emphasis for me is he is playing so well. And, and it is, it is no joke what he's doing in fantasy. And, and I, I like this order here. If you can't get CJ Stroud, go get Josh Dobbs. He's at oh, he's going to be such a good fill in for Justin Herbert or Geno Smith or Baker to Sean yeah. Watson. And then for the week after that, too, I don't remember when the Cardinals bye week is, but he's such a good backup. He's a, a potential starter for some people. Dobbs and Strouds coming to you this fall. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. On TBS. Nailed it. Thursday Night Football, we're going to jump into it real quick here. We got a barn burner coming between the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Must starts, risky starts, and don't starts. Must start for Thursday Night Football? Nobody. Don't start anyone in this game. Please, just don't get cute. Don't think about it. Don't, Don't do it at all. Risky start. Nobody. Why are you still thinking about it? Don't be like, oh, maybe I do. No, don't do that. Don't start. Everyone. It's that, it's that simple, guys. No, no one should even be watching this game on Thursday night because you shouldn't have any fancy implications. There you go. That's It's as simple as that. It's Any notes, Wes? Or are we? <laughs> no. I, <Yeah. laughs> no. No. Thursday night is, Thursday night. Is cursed by Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's gonna. It's a disaster. Spooky season, just in time for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, there it's gonna go. be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be horrible. That's it. That's all for Thursday Night Football, and that's all for the episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and having a fun time. Let us know what you're doing with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Do you believe in Justin Fields? We'll see you on Thursday night. Maybe it's gonna be a fun time. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you make Teddy the Troll smile. Hitting that subscribe button, ringing that bell, leaving us a like. Be sure to check us out on all our social medias, which are on the screen. And special announcement real quick. We're going to be releasing our next episode on Saturday this week. So join us a day later. Not our Friday episode, but we're going to get you an episode on Saturday for a Thursday Night Football recap and our studs and duds for week five. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been 4th and Troll Fantasy. Fourth and Troll Fantasy is a production of FQ Media and Selby Artistic Workshop.